Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. My guest today is Anna Rodin. She is an author, a yoga teacher, and a college student. At just 21 years of age, she has taken a non-traditional approach to life between going abroad at 18 to Italy, taking a summer, a semester off later on to get her yoga teacher certification, transferring schools, and now writing and publishing a book. Mental health has played an enormous role in her life and self-love journey, Uncovering old wounds and facing old traumas, mostly from childhood, has been an extremely painful but important experience that she believes everyone would benefit from, especially in their 20s. I can attest to that one. She speaks on mental health and wellness for people in their 20s, as well as wellness and health in general in terms of the role it plays in each of our individual lives. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. It's a great introduction. It kind of leads me really well into that first question I always ask everybody, kind of what's your story um, why does, does the work that you're doing now, why does that interest you? Where'd it come from? Yeah. So I, this work kind of came about a, almost two years or a year, a year and a half, two years ago, um, where I like, I hit a real hard low in my life <laughs> and was kind of forced to, um, do the healing work, face my health and really kind of revamp how I was living and find a new type of lifestyle and since then, after going through kind of a, a lot of changes, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in all the ways myself, and seeing how a lot of the, those changes resonated with the people in my life, um, I decided to kind of keep sharing that message and, and kind of using what worked for me um, to help other people. Yeah. So what kind of things what did you identify as uh, kind of triggers for you? I had struggled with um, depression and anxiety my entire life. Um, and it kind of just all culminated from basically from not really wanting to face certain things. And so I, I had the opportunity and the privilege really to take off that semester and dive into, um, therapy, different other healing modalities, um, that yoga meditation was really key in kind of my healing journey. Um, and, yeah, it was really taking a real hard look at like what was going on and <laughs> there were no distractions. I really had to um, just dive all in and figure out what was the cause and, um, and, and learn how to, how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I commend you for doing that at such a young age. Uh, I think the people in your generation have a whole lot more benefit from this because you, it is more acceptable to talk about mental health. And as mm-hmm. we didn't have that, uh, I'm a little bit older than you. We didn't have that when I was growing up. So uh, it was, de- it definitely took me well into my almost forties before I started identifying my own issues. So I commend you for doing that at such a young age and for sharing all, all that insight. Um, so you mentioned a couple of the resources. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of the resources, yoga um, and kind of meditation, I think you said too. Uh, what other things did you have any other people in your life that kind of influenced some of this? Yeah, I, uh, my mom's a psychiatrist, so I kind of grew yeah. up with that, that background and, um, you know, had been in talk therapy for years. So continue doing that. And also like 
I had to be on medication at the time. And that was something that like saved my life, but also like there was a lot of, still a lot of kind of a stigma around it. Um, so that helped me immensely. And um, my environment was really key. I, I moved out of the city that I was living in, moved back to my home, which was in a quieter area and kind of just taking the time um, to step away. And yeah, so yoga, meditation were huge for me. And those were also things that I had kind of dabbled in previously, but had never really paid much, much attention or thought to. Um, and then I, I really used those um, immensely in those four months that I was home and I've continued since. Um, and also just making sure like you have a good su- support behind you, whether that's I, I found that actually in a lot of online communities because they didn't have a lot of um, people who could understand what it was that I was going through or could kind of support me in the ways that I needed during that time. Um, so I found that through, you know, online communities. I had a group of like other yoga teachers that we were all across the country that I was able to talk to and um, different different groups like that were really helpful. Mm-hmm. Was it the the benefit that you got from yoga that inspires you to become certified yourself? The teacher? Yeah. So I I had I signed up for the training mainly because I had no clue what I was gonna do with four months of <laughs> nothing on my schedule. <laughs> I was like, my entire calendar is literally empty. And that was like terrifying for me because I had always been kind of a go, go, go type of person. Yeah. Um and the yoga training was the only thing that like felt like I could handle at that time because I really felt like nothing else was everything else was too overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it seemed like a good starting point because it'd be kind of reflective for me um but I'd also feel productive yeah (laughs) and so I went into it just using not with the intention to teach at all and more just for myself and kind of um learning about it more and, and practicing more and understanding it more um and then during the training you do a bunch of kind of practice teaches and um and it's funny because I'd say majority of us there were there were probably like 18 of us um going through it together and it was all on zoom it was right in peak COVID times um and I'd say majority of us also said that like we had no intention of teaching it was just for us okay and I think everyone is teaching still so it's it's really this like really cool um, transformation really that you go on. Um, and yeah, I, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes as people go through the process of, of having to teach others doing things, they gain other benefits. Did you find any additional benefit to the yoga once you were teaching it, not just doing it just for yourself? Yeah. It it really changed how I thought about, about not only yoga, but just other things in general. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, one of the actual big things I, found was that once I became a teacher I had to be more intentional with the time that I was teaching and also the time that I was putting into my own practice and like actually still being a student um and so that's been really cool and one of the fun things about it I think is like I'm still a student but I can also teach and kind of having those two things um play together mm-hmm. and and also just really connecting with people on a deeper level not only in the yoga classes but just in life in general and um yeah having that it comes back to community again it's like I can still I had I had the community as a student um and 
and loved it as a student, but teaching it gave me like a whole different perspective um, on also on like the ways that it can help people in other ways that like it didn't help me personally, but I saw it in other people through the training, we learned about it. Like um, it really opened my eyes to kind of all the, all the ways people benefit from it. Yeah. That's cool to see it on a deeper level. Yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so what kind of things are you doing in, in your daily practice now to keep your brain kind of healthy after you really took that time to get yourself where you are? Yeah, I, as I said, it's like, oh, I had to revamp everything. Yeah. And it's been, it's been cool. Now it's fun. I can say it's fun now. At the time, it was like really hard to make those tra- transitions and the changes. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I found was like, I need to be healthier overall and and brain health comes with that and um learning more about how like certain foods I eat or what or things like that will affect how I feel and how how you know how my focus is how I feel physically how my energy is all of those things Mm -hmm. um I felt that learning about it and actually understanding it gave me um some power in like what I what I chose to do and what I chose not to do Mm -hmm. Um, but of course, like I, I'm a college student, like there are unhealthy things. There's an yeah. unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> at this age. And so I had to make, like, I don't drink nearly as much as I do. I like, I really had to prioritize certain things. Um, because I, I know that like, especially with my, my history and like how I was at that low, it's like, I don't want to go back there. Yeah. So it's really been a challenge. Um, over the past year to continue those making those healthy choices. So for me, that's like getting enough sleep, which is hard as a college student and like not drinking as much, which is hard as a college student and um, eating healthy and making sure I'm exercising daily. Um, Things like that, which is, it's, it's been immensely helpful. And now I like look forward to all those things every day. How did your peers uh, respond when you started making some of those changes? It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's hard because it's hard for someone to kind of understand um, all the intricacies of it until you like really need to go through it. I think, especially at this age. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it, no one was necessarily not supportive, but um, you know, when I, I didn't want to, I didn't go out with anyone anymore. So, or as much. And so it was a transition for all of us. And that's another thing I found was like um, other people will be faced with kind of their maybe changes that they need to make, um, which is a difficult thing for everyone involved and um, learning how, for me, it came in learning how to kind of stick to the boundaries and, and it took a long time, but once you stick with them enough, people will start to respect them and understand a little bit better. Um, And, and also it's, it's, a good opportunity, I think, to kind of, as, as my values and priorities shifted, I found other people whose values and priorities had also shifted and kind of like finding new communities and finding different ways to feel connected if the old ways don't really work anymore. I think it's easy to kind of get stuck in those, those routines that you do all the time. And especially at your age, it's really easy for people to say, well, I don't have to worry about my health now. I don't have to worry about that till later on. I'm 20, 21, whatever. I'm going to do the things that people my age do. And it does come back to haunt you. But most of the time, uh, you, 
I'd, I'd say even myself, like when I was that age, I didn't want to listen to my parents because I wanted to learn the things myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's hard to kind of get past that at that age. Um, so again, to dealing with to having to change your social situations a little bit too, that can be kind of hard on your mental health as well. Did that, did you find any effect in that when you were making those changes? Yeah, it was, um, kind of lonely, which is not yeah. the best thing when you're already kind of depressed and anxious. And yeah. I guess I had, since I had moved home, I was already kind of in that quiet, reflective period um, where I really, I didn't have a lot of people around just because everyone else was at school. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had, I think the initial shock happened then. Mm-hmm. And then as I returned and at the time I transferred schools, so I was in a new place with new people. And um, I think I kept that, the life that I had been living when I was back at home and, and had all the time to kind of pour into myself and, and getting better. Um, I definitely kept that in the back of my mind when I went back. And I knew that like I had to keep a little bit of that um, in my day to day there. Um, and I think finding the people that you could have those conversations with, um, even for me, it was like friends who are across the country, but making the kind of making sure you're able to talk to them, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever it is, even just, mm-hmm. um, even just a text, you know, here and there, um, mm-hmm. checking in on each other, I think is, is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially as, as this was going on through COVID too, just being connected with people is what's important for everyone, but going through all of those transitions, uh, even, even some, so much more important to be connected. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, mm-hmm. I had another train of thought. I was going to go with another question. I totally slipped my mind. Uh, oh, social media. Uh, did mm. that play any role in any of this? Yes. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's something that I've thought a lot about um, and, and like read a lot about and talked to people about because it's such a um, force in our life. Now. <laughs> and it's, um, it's, it's touch like everything that you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's, a unique I've I've also like kind of read about the effects of it not even on my people my age but also people younger because I just people growing up with it you know you don't know anything different and um it is it's like it's a I talk about this with with a lot of people it's like it's a scary thing but it's also such a cool like exciting um eye-opening thing so there are so many pros and so many cons. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, like at the time, um, I I had this very specific idea of success and like what I wanted my life to be like um, before kind of this whole breakdown breakthrough, I call it. Yeah. Um, and like I was very strict about like what what I was going to do and like how I wanted to be seen and other people how other people saw me um how I presented myself mm-hmm. and that kind of all came crashing down and mm-hmm. I had to reevaluate my thoughts about it but also like what what was influencing those thoughts and a lot of it is social media yeah um and it's it's like it's not something that we think we have to learn how to do but I really think it it takes learning and like figuring out um, what, 
what makes you feel good what makes you feel bad when you're like going on a constant scroll and when you're like able to able to just consume it regularly and like not be affected by it and it takes like a lot of self-awareness and discipline really in in starting that um which is of course hard for a lot of people to do because of that um so yeah so it's 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 a good thing and a bad thing. And I also mm-hmm. think like it does, I, I love it. I'm on it. And I like, it's part of my life still. And mm-hmm. um, I probably use it honestly more now than I did before, okay. but it's because I was able to switch like um, how I used it. Sure. I wasn't using it as a distraction anymore. I was using it as um, not only connection, but also like creating for myself and like kind of using it as a place where I could express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so figuring out, I, I talked to um, Gabby Bernstein when I was interviewing her for my book and she had this like great one-liner. She said, curate your feed to feed your soul. And I was like, yes, exactly. Like that's oh, literally that. what you have to do. You have to really think about like what you're consuming mm-hmm. and how that's going to affect you. So once mm-hmm. you, once you make that switch and once you think about that, uh, it, it can, it can be great. Mm-hmm. Learning to use it responsibly. Exactly. <laughs> very good. Very, good. Uh, very cool. You got to interview Gabby Bernstein. She's a great person to, to listen to and motivate. Uh, she helped me through a lot of my own mental health issues. So yeah, very yeah. Cool. cool experience. Uh, is your book written yet? Or are you still working on it? It is. It's written. It's the ebook is out and the, um, paperback will be out shortly but yeah that's a the whole project I feel like I've been working on it for years and it's only been like a year yeah (laughs) but it's yeah it's done and um yeah that was such a fun process yeah so how did that kind of add to your benefits when you were doing going through writing the book and and everything because I'm sure there were some added benefits writing that oh yeah, yeah yeah and I I also that was another thing like I never thought had thoughts of writing and or like being an author and um and during that time it was during my time off that I decided to do Mm -hmm. it um and I had found myself kind of like journaling more often um and I'd always liked writing in Mm -hmm. in school and everything um but I remembered a someone who had come to speak at my old school had gone through the same program that I have now gone through and at the time I remember like I was like, that's cool, but I have nothing to write about. And like, I'm never going to write a book. So like, I never thought much of it. And then I remembered, I remembered it. And I was like, maybe like I can put all of this into something because I, it was really that time when I was going through all the changes and I could see people were interested in it because they could see the changes that I had made and like how, how much of a different place I was in compared to when they had last saw me. Um, so I, I reached out to the, um, director of the program that I went through because I had no idea what I was doing I had nothing I had no knowledge about like the industry or how it all works so having support was necessary for me yeah um but then I found that I mean it it really was like so therapeutic for me and um they say like your first draft is the draft for you for yourself and that was beyond true for me and (laughs) and um like it was just it was so helpful in, in not only kind of reflecting on the, the changes that I had made and kind of the transformation and, and what those 
past few months had been like for me, but also even on um, all the stuff before that and like mm-hmm. my life in general and the stuff that I was, that was coming up again and again and that I was kind of rehashing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, super therapeutic and, yeah. and not at all what I expected. I like, I didn't expect to really enjoy the process as much as I did. Yeah. Yep. When you write it down and you put it to words, it is almost like going through therapy a second time on all that information yes. because you get to dig into it at a deeper level and get a few more aha moments than you did even the first time around. Mm-hmm. It's really, it, it shocked me so much. I was not expecting it. Yeah. And I, I don't think I, I had never really like journaled extensively before. Um, so I think I, I'm sure you can get a lot of the same benefits doing that um and just kind of letting letting your mind go and and go writing whatever comes to mind um but I think that's also a skill because it's hard to just sit down and and let it all out (laughs) yep yep that's a whole nother habit to form right there yeah (laughs) yeah I've journaled on on and off throughout my life and I've never been good at doing it regularly but when I do absolutely it's good to just get those things out it's almost like sitting in a in a therapy session because you can you can verbalize well written but you can verbalize those things that you're feeling and once you get them out you look at it you're like oh that wasn't so bad yes (laughs) (laughs) you read it over and you're like I didn't know I even thought that but right It is very eye-opening. So I can imagine that writing a book would be very similar to that. So yeah, again, I commend you for that. Good job. Um, What were some of your favorite resources for finding the changes that you made in your life? Did you have any certain uh, people or podcasts or anything that you listened to that you went, uh, that you found really helpful? Yeah. Um, I always say like first therapy. Yeah. (laughs) was, um, a game changer and and it's interesting because I had been in as I said I had been in therapy ever since I was 11 like on and off my entire life but um it took a whole different kind of approach after after what had happened happened Mm -hmm. and um it was also kind of a um I've talked about this with my therapist it was like a a sign that I was ready to go deeper on the things that I didn't that I didn't want to um Mm -hmm. before and so that was kind of a cue. Okay, like let's let's actually do the work now, and like yeah. let's figure it out and 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 talk about it all. Um, so I I always say that has helped me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, I mean, I am like an avid reader, and um, books help me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some some that helps me in kind of more of the like personal development side and learning about mindset and all the things um, in that realm, because I do think that there is, is power in that and that we do have the ability to change our lives through our habits. Um, And then also learning more about like the medical psychology side of things, um, which helped me understand kind of what was going on in my own brain and like (laughs) learning what might not be contributing well to it and what could be better. Um, so books like that. And, and, um, I, I listen to like Mel Robbins. I listen to Gabby Bernstein still, um, people like that. I, I adore. And I think, um, it's really helpful to get also get people from different perspectives because I think, um, 
there's incredible value in kind of hearing hearing different things, even if you don't agree with what's being said, but kind of taking it in and taking what works for you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very good. Any, uh, what would be your top two tips that you might give to our listeners if they're in your same kind of age category or gone through similar background experiences? What, what would be your top things? I would say, um, don't be afraid to make the changes that you need to make. Um, I think that is something, especially for people my age, that can be kind of daunting is like making these lifestyle changes that might, it might like kind of distance you from people in your life now, but it's, it's, it's okay. And it Mm -hmm. happens like in life anyway, whether you're going to make the lifestyle changes or not. Um, And it's also a really good learning opportunity um, and you find other people as you, as you make those changes, you find other people who are on, on, on your wavelength and kind of get what's going on. Um, so that's what I would first say. Um, and also it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to ask for help. Um, I think there's, it's, I, that's another reason I love social media is because this is talked about so much more mm-hmm. um, and it is more accepted, but there's still a lot of shame around it. And I experienced that in like not wanting to um, seem weak or like, mm-hmm. like I needed, um, I didn't want to seem like I needed help, even though I did, <laughs> right. I needed, a, I needed a lot of help from a lot of different people. Um, and for some reason I like, didn't want to admit that to myself or to anyone else in my life. Um, and then once I did, that's when I really was able to get better. So I think just, you're not weak, you're not, it makes you stronger asking for help actually. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, as I was doing all the personal development reading that I did, that came across loud and clear that it's not weak to have those emotions. It's actually a sign of strength when you Mm -hmm. can identify those emotions and you can share them with others. Uh, so mm-hmm. finding your tribe, and that takes some time to find your tribe. It's not going to be the people that you necessarily grew up with all your life. Sometimes people are lucky enough to have that, but it's people change. Your friendships change, your your communities change over time. So as you said, mm-hmm. exactly, it's, it's going to happen whether you make changes in your life or not. Um, so I always kind of bring any mental health situation back to if you're flying on an airplane and those oxygen masks come down, who do you need mm-hmm. to give that oxygen mask to first? yourself because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you don't have the oxygen you can't help other people so you have to make some changes to make yourself better so that you can be better for everyone else really mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah good job identifying that and thank you for those tips uh, so you got your book written the paperback is coming out what other projects are you working on or what are you up to these days I am, I do, I'm actually now an intern for Gabby Bernstein. Nice. <laughs> so that's what I do now. Um, and I think just building on the connections that I've made through, through writing the book um, and kind of honing my message a little bit more and like learning um, how to, and like what ways people need help and how I can provide that help best. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's, come in all different types of forms and a lot of it is um continuing to teach yoga and also just having the conversations with even just people in my life I think that is um it's bigger than we than we make it out to be like Mm -hmm. just sitting down and having those conversations it's so 
so vital, um, mm-hmm. but also overlooked so often. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so aside of your, your therapist, do you have other people, a couple people in your life that are those go-to people you found? Yeah. Yep. I have, I mean, my best friend, um, lives very far away, but like making sure that we stay in contact, um, has helped and finding those communities. I, I have like, there's like three communities that I'm a part of where I'm not super close with like anyone in particular, but it's like having those people there and joining like the online meetings or going to like, I, I'm a, go to a, a specific yoga studio near me and like going to those classes and just like being a part of something mm-hmm. um, helps, helps kind of keep my priorities in check. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, has some accountability there. I think accountability is, is needed in, every aspect of life. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good. Any other tips you wanted to share before we close up or any other thoughts you had on your mind? Anything that I didn't ask that you wish I would have? Um, no, I think just, just it's harder than, than, than we make it out to be to make yeah. those healthy changes. And so yeah. like acknowledging that and, and still making the choice to kind of go for it um and giving yourself grace along the way because it's not like you make up your mind and then you're good um there will be like ups and downs highs and lows and so kind of um riding the wave and sticking with it is key yes very good point Um, I tell my patients all the time there are a lot of things that we can do in life that are simple but they're not easy and those are the things that we should be doing all the time that we all know but we just don't do it anyway yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. they're simple just not easy so mm-hmm. very cool very cool well, where can people find you if they want to learn more about uh, your book or your experiences um yeah i'm on instagram um at this is for your 20s and i have a website for your 20s.com so you can find all the info there and reach out to me you can email me um i'd love to hear from everybody awesome and the book is called for your 20s for your 20s. Yes. A guide to staying connected amidst the chaos. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. Pleasure having you on today. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.